welcome to This Week in Teaching. My name's Will, and this first podcast is going to focus on how I got to here. My journey from a small village in the northeast of England to the University of the District of Columbia in Washington, D.C. So I grew up in a village called Burnham Field. It was surrounded by nature, and I attended a small primary school what Americans would refer to as a rural school. It was quite a nice childhood. I couldn't complain. I was given ample freedom to roam, to explore, and to get up to a little bit of mischief. It was a safe environment. It was a time before the internet where the phone book was a window into your home if you made a mistake and where teachers were trusted and the community looked upon the children within the community with a shared sense of responsibility. Overall, the idealism of my childhood was a sheltered one. I wasn't exposed to the world in the way that young people are today. And obviously growing up in a very homogenous environment, I received a very limited social upbringing for a multicultural, diverse, and global world. When I left my primary school, I had to attend one of the bigger secondary schools. Where I grew up in the north of England, several decades prior, much of the economy had been destroyed by Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan's policies. Granted, coal mining is not a viable form of sustainable production and so there were some good there was some good that came from it however what it meant was there was a large amount of poverty and with poverty comes underfunded schools a private investor sir peter vardy believed that he could change the course of many young people's lives and in his own way he did he came to the north of england and in partnership with the government, he built a school called Emmanuel College, which was the brainchild of his view that children needed a strict creationist education founded in the values of the Bible and the Gospels to help them overcome the challenges of life and overcome the circumstances around them. But there's two words I use there, strict and discipline. Emmanuel College was not the loving, nurturing environment that my small village was. And I did not fit in. And in tandem with the belief differences and the difference in values and my disdain, at feeling trapped inside a building throughout the day came a parental divorce, bad friends, and misbehavior in and outside of school. And what that did was, was guide me down a path that led me at the age of 16 to failing 11 of the 13 critical GCSE exams. The GCSE 
system strikes me as a sorting system. At the age of 13, at the age of 16, you take these exams. They provide you an entry into A-levels, which the equivalent in North America would be high school. And A-levels provide entry into college. So if you fail your GCSEs, when I was younger, life is largely decided for you. Specifically, most employers required a minimum of five GCSEs grade A to C. Because I had two, I was pushed towards what Americans would refer to as blue collar trades and what in England we just call trade work. And so because of my trouble finding a place in further education and my trouble finding a job, I ended up floating around, largely without purpose and without meaning. My grandfather had been in the Royal Navy from before World War II, through World War II, and through Korea. And so when life reached a dead end for me mentally, I reached for the only thing I had left, which was his roadmap, the roadmap that led to him meeting my Nana. And that beautiful partnership that brought me so much warmth as a young person. So I joined the Royal Navy. In the Royal Navy, I was talked into being a chef on a submarine. And I was neither a competent chef, nor did I desire to live in what I perceived to be a metal fart coffin for six to eight months every year or two. And so I left the Royal Navy before I was committed at the six month mark and joined the British Army. At the time, I was very insecure. I had a low self-esteem. I lacked belief and I wanted to prove myself. So when I joined the army, I tried to find a combat role and I found one. And after two tours of Afghanistan and all the drinking and troublesome behavior that comes with being a soldier at home, I was relatively traumatized and the word relative is downplaying. I did not sleep well. I did not interact well with others. I could not maintain meaningful relationships. I felt that the whole world was against me and that I was against the whole world. I had an ego that got in the way of everything I did. And ultimately, I reached back for that roadmap that my grandparents had given me. Because after the wars, my grandfather and my Nana went traveling. Well, that's what I did. I packed my bags, I took my savings, and I went to Colombia, South America. They say the hardest thing about Colombia is leaving. And I can attest to that. I spent a magical two months doing whatever pleased me, whenever it pleased me, and however it pleased me. And for the first time in my life, I felt like I was making choices 
decisions that were made by me for me as selfish as that is not too long after being in Colombia after approximately three months the shine of travel began to wear off traveling can be taxing especially over the long term and so I decided to settle in Colombia for as long as I could I stayed in Bogota I found an apartment I took work and I began teaching ESL I use the word teach cautiously because I was neither competent nor was I applying myself correctly and so I wasn't best serving my students and their needs whilst in Colombia I met the partner who has become such a source of strength and guidance in my life and so we lived together we traveled together through Ecuador, briefly in Peru. We worked in a summer camp in upstate New York where I taught riflery and various other activities to an all-girls summer camp that transitioned to an all-boys summer camp later in the summer. It was here at Camp Jean d'Arc that I finally realized that I derived great pleasure from helping others, from coaching others, from helping others gain competence in areas that they aspired to gain competence in, in helping people see their own potential and in helping them achieve what they didn't think was possible. And it was there that I began to think that working with young people, working with the future, might be a place that I can best apply the skills that were misapplied as a soldier. After Con John Dark, my partner and I went to China. It was there that I taught in a kindergarten. I taught two-year-olds and three-year-olds, and yet again, I use the word taught sparingly. I did not know what I was doing. And I did not take it as seriously as I should. And subsequently, although those young children had fun, although we bonded, I was not pushing them. And I was not doing developmentally appropriate practices. After China, I, I moved to the United States. And it was in 2016 that I arrived in the United States to begin a new life. Going through the visa processes, I was able to attend the University of the District of Columbia's Community College around 2017. I then transitioned to their main campus before graduating with a bachelor's in political science in the spring of 2021. And that leads me to now, the fall of 2021, where I'm taking a master's program in the arts of teaching for secondary education and social studies. And it is here that I begin my journey in teaching under the tutelage of experienced and caring professors and experts 
I'm already facing challenges. I'm discovering the purposes and aims of the social studies. And my hopes for the future are numerous. And so it's here where I'll leave you. The aim of this podcast is ultimately to learn from and to reflect upon my own folly, my own failures. And along the way, there will be guests and there will be interviews. And over time, I hope to become better at what I perceive to be a lifelong process in a craft and trade that requires constant self-assessment and growth. So thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day.